Star Wars Legacy.html is brought to you by the fine folks at Cage Club. So for all things podcasts, movies, music, media, and more, head on over to cageclub.me or like, subscribe, and follow on all of your favorite social media and podcasting services. I'm Nico. And I'm Kevo. And this is HTML. Yes. So we finished up Marvel to Alien Predator Legacy Verse. Yes, we have. That was a long and winding road. So I guess there's only one place to go. We need to go back a long, long time ago to May 14th, 1944, when delivered unto this world was a mumble and a beard. Yes, a tiny mumbling baby swaddled in flannel who would eventually deliver upon us the tales of a galaxy far, far away. And the tales of a lascivious archaeology professor. No, 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 wrong project. But I mean, I, the guy made both. Yeah, no. Oh, that's totally fair. Get off my plane. I am so tired of these motherfucking Sith on this motherfucking plane. Nice. We're, of course, talking about George Lucas and his unbelievable worldwide phenomenon film franchise, Strange Magic. <laughs> You're a dick. You're right. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't make fun of him. He's only 5'6". We're, of course, talking about worldwide phenomenon, mega hit movie franchise, Radioland Murders. Okay, but after reading about that movie now, I kind of want to watch it. So I grew up a big fan of Star Wars. My dad used to tell these legendary stories of going to see Star Wars back in the day when you could go into a movie theater and not get kicked out for illegally just staying in the seat, I guess. And he and his buddy Randy would watch Star Wars all day. So I grew up in a very, you know, you watch Star Wars kind of house. I do need to point out that I was under the impression that there were two very different series of Star Wars. My aunt, who helped raise me, she babysat me while my parents worked, she would do these cutdowns of movies. Oh no. Where she would take out anything that she felt was uncomfortable or weird. So I actually thought that Luke and Leia wound up like together for quite a while because of the way she cut things. The entire Han-Leia romance was pulled out of there. What? There were just some moments of them touching tenderly sometimes. It was weird. She also cut so much from Jedi and Empire that I thought there were only two Star Wars movies for a number of years. So... Like how I didn't believe that there was a Back to the Future Part 2 for the longest fucking time. I really thought it was something that was like made up or something and that there was only really one in three and like people acted like there was a Back to the Future 2 as like some sort of meta thing. Now I desperately want to do a podcast about franchises that wish they could just delete one of the entries in the middle. Unless you're the Dark tower then you just add midquels or delete any entries like for example star wars here a lot of people have differing opinions on which films could potentially be cut from the franchise altogether and we certainly have opinions of our own about that kevo while obviously every project we undertake on this show is for both of us by both of us about both of us absolutely marvel comics growing up was where i hid away and alien was my adulthood fantasy escape this is our first 
first tour de force for you, as it were. Ooh, no. Bad. Yeah, unlike you, I was not an equal opportunity nerd as a kid. I was not Star Trek as well as Star Wars. We were pretty much exclusively a Star Wars household. It's something that my dad introduced me to when I was like, I want to say six-ish. I remember that they felt so old when we were kids, and that's, again, just one of those things where it's the concept of time. I had no idea that it was only two years before I was born that Return of the Jedi came out. It all felt so much further away. But because we grew up going from puberty to college with the prequel trilogy, Star Wars culture had been really invigorated during a very formative time of both of our lives. And so it's nothing that we could escape. In fact, when we were younger is when Star Wars was really starting to wane and almost fell off the grid. So the fact that it was something we cared for as much as we did, we were certainly ahead of a culture that no one really predicted would be as explosive as it was. I think one of the pivotal moments in making Star Wars a humongous element of our culture came in the theatrical re-releases. I remember my family made a big deal about going to those. We went to the special edition re-release. It was myself, my sister, my mom and dad for the first one. My sister said, this is real stupid. I never want to watch this again. And then it was just myself, my dad, and my mom for the second and third ones. And then the prequels. Though, admittedly, I dropped out of the prequels, never saw the third one in theaters, and then fell asleep three times the first time I tried to watch it. We only saw the first two in theaters. When we were supposed to go see Return of the Jedi in theaters, my dad got pulled over, and so we uh, ended up not going to that showing, and then it just never came up again. I didn't get to see Jedi Rocks until it came out on VHS. It just wasn't the same. I deserved to see it in full, giant, giant screen size. You know, the re-releases were pretty controversial in their day and were clearly the first step down a long and complicated path for Star Wars in terms of re-releases and edits and adjustments to the story and Han didn't shoot first this time and this time he did and I think at the end of the day the guy behind the camera George Lucas shot first <laughs> God, they're just going to get worse this entire run. Yes and no. For this project, we've decided to take on a unique perspective, knowing that we are right on the cusp of what is going to, for better or for worse, be a very definitive chapter of the Star Wars era, the closing saga of the brand new Star Wars trilogy, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. For the Star Wars saga episodes, Nico and I will be watching each one one in chronological order within the universe before Rise of Skywalker comes out, recording our pre-Rise of Skywalker reactions to the film, and then going back and recording further reactions post-Rise of Skywalker. Because we have no idea what it's going to do in terms of affecting previously established canon. It sounds silly, but this is the last time we get to watch these films without the last piece. It's been a number of years that we've been pretty aware that there were going to be sequels somehow. Honestly, I don't think anybody walked out of the theater after episode three going, well, that was the last Star Wars movie they're ever going to make. So I have to say, I'm actually excited to midnight this year of Star Wars. I get to look at it on either side of midnight with before and after regrets. I honestly don't know that I agree that no one was afraid there 
there would never be another Star Wars movie. I think the prequel films were very divisive. I think now, however, I feel much more confident. I don't know if we are going to get episodes ever again or at least anytime soon, but I certainly do not think that the Star Wars franchise is ending anytime soon. Disney is clearly going out of its way not just to reinvigorate, but rebrand a lot of the Star Wars series, which is very evident in the way that they are relabeling a lot of films. They are focusing more on the movie titles than Episode 1, Episode 4, Episode 7, and they have begun a new branding of the ages of Star Wars. There is the Age of the Republic back during the Clone Wars. There's the Age of Rebellion when the original trilogy took place, and now there's the Age of Resistance when this era is taking place. And whatever is going to happen in this movie, they clearly are doing it with the intention of wanting to tell more stories in this franchise. So we thought it would be really interesting to take a look at everything that we know now before whatever happens in that film, and then look back once again afterwards and see how we feel, whether or not it fits in with everything that's been established so far. I want to jump back a moment and interact with something you said for a sec. You said that there were people who were afraid after the prequels that there wouldn't be more Star Wars movies. Honestly, I was afraid there would be more Star Wars movies after the prequels. (laughs) I walked away from the prequels enjoying genuinely very little, even as a kid. I wasn't one of those, it's not true to the feeling of Star Wars. Like, no, I had my own weird reasons. There were things I just, I was a kid who needed my film to be very quick with jump cuts if it was recent, like older movies. I had this weird compartmentalization for. I loved Murder by Death, which has some incredibly slow but brilliantly funny pacing. And like, I could compartmentalize a slower movie if it was older, but if a newer movie was slow, I didn't care for it, which is why as a kid, I loved Batman Forever, but didn't care for Tim Burton and Michael Keaton's Batman because Batman was an atmospheric slow film and I couldn't appreciate those things as a kid. So for me, growing up, the prequels were slow, boring, and I remember that Chris Podcasts and I, who was a big Star Wars fan growing up, would talk about the movies like right after we saw them or if we rewatched them, we would talk about it online. And I would just say the same thing every time. Well, I liked the battle against Darth Maul. Well, I liked the Yoda fight. And then by then I checked out and didn't see the third movie. But I, as an adult, on my, I guess this was our third watch of the prequels at some point in the course of our marriage, I think I finally see the films that I want there to be in the prequels. I still think they're not my kind of movies. I recognize the quality of the art, but I'm going to find myself, thanks to your assistance and information infusion, I'm going to find myself defending elements of these prequels. There's ways in which they're tremendously made. And I think for me, you hit something on the head by saying you were afraid that they were going to make more movies. A lot of Star Wars fans came away from the prequel trilogy feeling that way and worried about the future of the franchise. But I think a lot of folks, whether they enjoy the current films or not, if you are a Star Wars fan, you have a way of now finding the things that you can enjoy from Star Wars, even if it's not the main narrative. There's video game narrative. There's so much more to it. It's undeniable the buying and selling power of Star Wars now in this day and age. And I just don't think you could say it's going anywhere. And it's something that I really appreciate about Star Wars. There's so many different ways you could like Star Wars. One of my closest friends, Steven, was telling me about how, like, there's so many Star Wars games, you can like some lines and not other lines. And I guess I just never even considered it from that far back a perspective. There are so many fucking games you could.
could like some lines. Evidently, Knights of the Old Republic is like super special and people like Rogue Squadron. And this is things that as a casual gamer, I came to gaming later in life. I came to gaming at 18. All my female friends were playing RPGs and all the cute gay boys were playing RPGs and I just wanted my female friends to like me. So I got into gaming to impress my female friends. I missed out on a lot of these classic platform Star Wars games. The only games I played growing up were like the super hardcore Nintendo branded games like Mario. So to know that so many people come to Star Wars through so many avenues. Oh, I can't tell you the number of people that love Star Wars because of the novels. I was in a wedding to a guy who can like tell you all of the facts about all the Star Wars novels. Yeah, I was super, super, super into the Young Jedi Chronicles when I was in middle school. So I definitely had a lot of feelings when all of a sudden Han and Leia had a son and no other kids for sure. Something else that's going to come up from time to time is likely to be, and I'm going to spend the rest of my life looking for it. My dad had these printed out sheets Mm. that talked all about things that had been gathered by fans and like it was like old computer ream paper and it was one of those kind of like printers. It described things that would then happen in the prequels and I couldn't believe it because when the prequels would come out my dad would be like oh yeah that was something that the like whatever the hell was the Usenet group in 1989 shared in their creepy digital Mirk chat rooms in the dark. It was that same sort of universe that shared Spock fanfic, Kirk Spock slash fic in the early days. So a good portion of the prequels, I had like vague ideas of going into it. And that's something I'm looking forward to exploring, learning more about, and talking about as well. There is such rich depth and history to the behind the scenes of Star Wars. So many things were intended to be used at different points of the franchise. In the original drafts of Star Wars, there was a character named Mace Windy, and it really feels like there, through the sheer will of the Force, I guess, always seems to be a place for every idea that has ever been pitched in the Star Wars universe. And so I'm really looking forward to learning more about the evolution of the very concept because it's an idea that is still unfurling itself in so many ways. And Kevo, until we unfurl for our listening audience, where can everybody find you online? No, you're fine. I'll allow it. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kevo Really, K-E-V-O-R-E E-A-L-L-Y, and on the Facebook page for this lovely program, Husbands Talking More or Less, at Real Nico Kevo Action on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, but not Twitter, where you can instead find us at Real Nico Kevo Ack, A-C-K. You can also, what was that? Is that your K gesture? You can also find the super fun, super cool, and super inclusive superhero comics that Nico and I have been producing with our team over at KidRiotComics.com. Nico, where can the folks find you? You guys can find me all over this network in the archives for this show or for X's for Podcast where along with Kevo, our boyfriend Jonah and our best friends Dylan and Kyle we do a deep dive examination in multiple day a week feeds whether it's 1980s Mutant Mania The Marvel of Miracle Man Modern We Are Krakoa where we take a look at John Hickman's Dawn of X or our 70s X-Men Explosion feed in our archive there's a little bit of something for everybody taking a look at the Marvel Universe don't forget to check me out on Instagram at NicoAction that's N-I-C-O-A-C T-I-O-N. And if you like what you hear, hit subscribe. Give us a like. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. And until then, we'll see you all out in big space.
May the force be with you. And also, and also with, with you. your spirit. Oh, right, because they changed it now. Yeah, so the force has to be with your spirit, I guess. So may the force also be with your spirit. Lift up your kyber crystal. We lift them up to Jeddah. Let us give thanks to the fact that I'm turning this off. It is right to give that thanks and praise. Midichlorians, and we're done. Thank you.